macaroni and cheese And Santa put gifts under Christmas trees Decorate the house with lights at night Snow's on the ground, snow white so bright You're listening to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County This is O.B. Pod Good morning, Cash. Good morning, Zach. Man, is it? Uh, does it feel like Christmas, or am I just? Is it? It does out? not. Like we were walking out of Urban Air yesterday, and it was like sixty-three, and my girlfriend was cold, and was like, "Oh, this is kind of what it feels." I was like sixty. Like that we're saying this is the Christmas weather that we should have known better for. My goodness, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> so like, my wife sent me this picture, and I've got to share it. Are you ready for this? Yeah. It, Tis the week before Christmas when all through the house the AC was running because we live in the South. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it was like this last year before we got the blizzard apocalypse that it was, we were not it was. prepared for. I told my wife, I said, every time it gets warm, warmer towards Christmas, that just means we're going to have a harsher winter in January and February. Yeah. So get ready, people. Get ready. Yeah, that they, is the Sims prediction of weather. <laughs> I mean, it's better than any weatherman that we'll ever get, so I will happily take it. Hey, when I was in college, me and my college roommate, best friend, uh, Hayden, man, we used to say, like, we'd be the best weatherman ever. Every day, 50-50 chance. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not wrong. You know, get off me. Yeah. And then if you predict rain every time, everyone's going to be happy that you're wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got that going for you. Yeah. yeah it's all it great. is what it is, man. But, I mean, how was your week? Uh, nice and hectic like mine? Man, you know, at school, it's all about the countdown. You know what I mean? You know, so, uh, you know, we had our exams. Things went pretty well. Of course, you know, to get to the last day, really, which really was Thursday, you know, because that was the last day of exams. Fridays are makeup days. And, you know, other than a little bit of a, a heated, you know, issue in the cafeteria when you got too many kids in there on Thursday, other than that, it was a pretty smooth day. On Friday, we had a very low number show up at the school. You know, we didn't have really any makeups or anything like that. So it was really calm and peace. Teachers were able to get all their stuff done. And we were able to have a really, really nice luncheon where everybody did kind of a potluck. And if you really think about it, that's not something we've been able to do in the past. No. And you can just see the faces in the cafeteria where people were just really excited to be able to sit down and have a meal with each other, converse. And we had um, four or five teachers that were transfers from other schools, even some okay. in this district. And they were like, we've never seen anything like this. This is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Um, and it really brought the whole everybody together. And it was a good way to end the year. You know, that kind of camaraderie going into the Christmas season. And you see, I actually loved coming to school on that makeup day because there was always such a low total. And a couple kids would bring an Xbox and the teacher would bring out the little rolling TV for us, do all their grading. And we just have Halo land parties kind of right there. Right. And I know people that you're just, hey, we can do that online. There's something different about screen cheating and everyone on the same team and well it's only that it's a different environment it, it you know really I mean? is you, you know being you, at the school building like look what i'm doing you know yeah they're like oh i can get that on twitch well no i mean you've got the people you know just cheering for you right there you've got your own little environment there's something awesome about being able to do that with friends you're not going to be able to see anybody and yeah i Took a lot of solace in those kinds of days. Oh yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you on that, Cash. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's a it's it's when it's a very relaxed mm -hmm. setting and it's something unique. You, you can't blame yourself for that kind of situation. No, and I mean, like I, I still wish, and I mean, I was talking about it yesterday. Like you, you, there's nowhere for kids to hang out or teenagers to be teenagers. And like the more I see teenagers hang out, I'm like, man. Oh, kind of terrible. But I mean, like that that's your purpose right now. You're so learning, true. you're going through so many mistakes and you think you're on top of the world. Your body is. The recovery rate of a teenager is outstanding. <laughs> but as I twisted my ankle last night, 
Yeah. But, yeah. Like, it's hard to find things for them to do. And Look, when I was in high school due to Hernando, the local hangout spot was the car wash. Yeah. Let me tell you how depressing that sounds now. <laughs> you know, it was the cool spot to be in. You know, hey, we're a funky town, and hey, come to Hernando, and go, hey, we're going to the car wash. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> Just to park over there and be like, hey, we're here. Or, like, it was always Sonic, or if you had older brothers and they were really cool, you were able to go to the pool hall, you know, that everyone was hanging out at, but... It's hard to find those kinds of places right now. Oh, yeah. It's so true. So true. You know, something else that's hard to find around here is that is a new house or a good realtor. I have to say it. Guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, then you need to be talking to our amazing advertiser, and that is Team Couch and our favorite realtor, Brian Couch of Team Couch. Guys, they do a phenomenal job of helping anyone and everyone when it comes to real estate, negotiation, pricing, um, home evaluation, marketing, you name it. Anything to do with real estate, they are the team you want to work with. They have done thousands and thousands of closings since 2009. They have been ranked one of the top performing realtor teams in DeSoto County, heck, even in the state of Mississippi. Guys, go to their website, teamcouch.com, and you will get to meet the team and see all the services they provide, an easy way to communicate, as well as all their contact information. Their phone number is... 1-662-449-1700 or you can call Brian personally at 901-461-7653. Now something else I want to add about Brian Couch guys and Team Couch is that, you know, we had tornadoes hit Kentucky and devastated the area and they have teamed up with Operation Barbecue Relief to where they are going to go up and help these people out and their offices are now become drop spots for donations, collections, things, whatever you want to call it, to go and help this relief effort. This is a great, great thing that they're doing. And so if you feel compelled and want to donate, please go check out one of their locations. There's one in Olive Branch and Hernando, and that is Team Couch of Birch Realty. Now, guys, we're going to our motivational message. And this week, again, we're going to stick with the Christmas theme. And I wouldn't really call it motivational this week. It's more of a Christmas message. And this one, we just had to stick it in there. I've been salivating for about two weeks on this one. And this one is going to be an Al Bundy Christmas message. Now, some of you might not know who Al Bundy is, but he is a famous character off off a very popular TV show that was a sitcom back in the 80s, 90s, I would say. And it was called Married with Children. And the main character is a shoe salesman who, you know, reminisces about his life back when he was Mr. Popularity in high school and how everything has gone downhill since he became a married man with children, hence the name. It is a classic, classic comedy sitcom that has some of the most amazing one-liners, amazing comedy, and really put the actor on the map as well as a few others. Uh, And so knowing that, you can understand the situation with this Christmas story. To give you a detail about the episode, this is Al Bundy in his shoe store, and he has tied up several small children with garland. Um, Not badly or anything like that. I know that sounds terrible. And he wants to give him his own Christmas story message, and it's just one of those things that you you have to hear and get a chuckle out of. And so we'll go to that audio now. All right, here we go. It was the night before Christmas. And all through the house, no food was a-stirring, not even a mouse. (laughs) Stockings were hung round Dad's neck like a tie, (laughs) along with a note that said, presents or die. (laughs) Children were plotting all night in their beds, while the wife's constant whining was splitting his head. (laughs) But Daddy had money this year in the bank. Then they closed up early 
Now Dad's in the tank. <laughs> all of a sudden, Santa appeared. A sneer on his face, booze in his beard. <laughs> Santa, I said as he laughed merrily, you do so much for others. Do something for me. Bundy, he said, you only sell shoes. Your son is a sneak thief. Your daughter's a flues. <laughs> ho, ho, Santa said, should I mention your wife? Her hair's like an A-bomb. Her nail's like a knife. <laughs> and he climbs up the chimney. That fat piece of dung. <laughs> he mooned me two times. He stuck out his tongue. And I heard him exclaim as he broke wind with glee. <laughs> You're married with children. You'll never be free. My goodness, that was amazing, and I'm glad we were able to let people kind of get a hint of it last week. Perfect lead up, and yes, being a shoe salesman was a lucrative career back in the day. But yeah, <laughs> uh, guys, I'm serious. You really need to watch the show. It is classic. Or if you're not watching, want to start a new show, just go to YouTube and look up Married with Children highlights or one liners or Al Bundy's greatest. And you will get some comedy gold you have been missing. And then you will be able to know that you can watch it on Hulu and your life will be in a better place. Absolutely. Now, something else you want to get your life in a better place. How about a new career? Michael Hatcher & Associates is still looking for new employees every single day. They still have several positions. They've even created some more new ones. If you want to go to their website, that is HatcherLandscape.com, you can look at all the positions they have available right now. And you can tell that they have amazing benefits, pay, and they actually atmosphere that is going to make you really appreciate working with this kind of company. Their motto is hire for life and you're going to be surrounded by people who want to help, want to make sure every day is pleasurable and you're going to be supported. This is a huge deal right now because there are so many people who want to hire, but it's not necessarily a place you want to work every day. Yeah, the money might be better or might be greater, but you really want to go to a place where you don't dread going to work every day. Guys, Michael Hatcher Associates is that place. I'm serious. Go check out HatcherLandscape.com, or if you have a few questions you'd like to speak to someone, talk to Gabby, who is their talent acquisition manager, and you can reach her at 1-662-755-3207. To keep up with the tradition, guys, we've got some more dad jokes for you. This time, they are going to be Christmas version dad jokes, and I've got three good ones for you, Cash. Are you ready? Yes. Hey, Cash, what do reindeer say to each other before they tell a joke? Ho, ho, ho. This one's going to slay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I, I love how that came as like uh, Rudolph holding like a knife to my throat or something. This is going to slay. That's right. All right, Cash. How is it Christmas is exactly like your job? I have no idea. Man, you do all the work and some fat guy gets all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, Cash, last one. How do, how much did it cost Santa to pay to park his sleigh? In Memphis? Free. They just took the bottom. <laughs> Nothing. It's on the house. Oh, <laughs> uh, all, all those absolutely well done. Yeah, well, well done. Well done. Hey, hey I really appreciate the emails, guys. And I want to tell y'all that we really, really appreciate all the comments, the tweets, and the text messages, and everything else we get when it comes to the jokes. I know sometimes they're corny as all get out, and people are like, really? Uh, but there's a lot of folks who really respond and say, hey, you know, sometimes just giving a little humor, even if you're laughing at the joke, not with the joke. 
uh, it makes their day. So we hope that that it's true, uh, and we hope that we all look forward to that when we pick that back up in January. Now, guys, this week we did not have an Alderman meeting, um, but we will have one next week. But since we are taking a two-week vacation uh, to be with family and stuff, we will give you any information from that Alderman meeting when we come back in January if it's very important. And so the first bit of news is is the state of Mississippi is expected to receive about $4 billion for projects for the federal government. But a legislator has already received over $7 billion in funding requests. Sounds about right. Yeah, really. I mean, hey, we all want our piece of the pie <laughs> and some extra. Yeah. But, but I mean, and a lot of that is you throw a lot of paint at the wall, and then you see what you can get to stick, see what's the most important, kind of cut out the other things, and then go from there. Absolutely. So our five mayors from the area, uh, for DeSoto County, got together and created kind of a wish list to be sent jointly um, to the state, hoping to get some of that money. Um, this list includes several different things, and we want to break down a few of the most important ones. The first one, in which I would say is the biggest for DeSoto County, probably in history or recent history for sure, is that they want to widen the interstate, I-55, from Goodman Road all the way down to Hernando. I mean, that is absolutely massive. And like we've been talking about on the show for a while, that is going to encompass right there the Civic Center that is also getting brand new renovations. Yes. Um, and so what's so cool about this is like when we talked about the Lander Center and we talked about the traffic issues and things, and we talked about how there needs to be a new interchange Yes, to help that. This plan includes this. What they're talking about doing is is fixing the overpass at Goodman over the interstate because they're going to be widening the road to match the existing wide mm-hmm. lanes that go all the way to state line and then widening it all the way down to Hernando and they would change the star landing to an actual interchange so that would actually bring traffic coming through the south side of Lander Center. They would also change the interchange over Pleasant Hill um, to, for widening, and then of course they would also fix the overpass at Hernando, which is at Commerce Street, which is an absolute train wreck when it, it comes to morning and afternoon traffic. Um, I know so many people I know who live directly in Hernando have to go through that every day. So it is one of the most awful situations ever. Um, it was sadly one of those poorly designed things they did back in the day. Uh, well, I mean, you, it was the first one I do believe, and yeah. you could have just never imagined the kind of traffic that was going to be coming through there. It's horrendous. Five to six o'clock in the afternoon, there are cars on the interstate in a waiting line. I yeah. mean, that is such a huge safety risk, and it's just it's unbelievable. So this is very much needed. Um, not only that, you know, the interstate is gridlock on the morning, going yeah. to and from work to Memphis, and so. Uh, this is something hugely important for everyone. It'll help. Uh, it also help travel and commerce through DeSoto County. Uh, so I really hope this goes through. And this is at the price tag of roughly three hundred and seventy million dollars. Oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> Write a check. Yeah, I mean a, a that's a drop in the bucket of four billion, right? Yeah, that's just woo. Uh, this this pl- they already have a plan in place, and it would be, actually be a three phase plan. And so I'm very interested to see if maybe you could get that one. The next thing they put on the wish list was widening Highway 51, and this is from Truman Farms Road to Green Tea Road. Now, that might not sound like much to anybody around here, but that is also where all our manufacturing hubs mm-hmm. on the west side of DeSoto County, or at least the west side of I-55 are, and this would help majorly when it comes to distribution, big trucks, relieving traffic in areas, as well as the off the interstate, uh, and so that's a big deal, and it has a smaller price tag of around $25 million. Which seems completely reasonable, and like it'll stop manufacturing for a little bit just because there's no way to do construction. But once that 
clears up, it is going to be a lot smooth sailing, and it probably is the second most important thing, believe it or not, even though it won't affect that many people. The next thing on the list is they want to widen Highway 302 to Bahalia Road. They also want improved broadband access in the county. There's also some special money earmarked for that, so that yes. has a very likelihood of uh, happening. How much money we're getting will be really the question on that. Also asking for money for South Haven and Horn Lake to connect to the Soda County Regional Utility Authority. This will help a situation with Johnson Creek Pump Station where there's been a dispute with Memphis and Horn Lake. And lastly, Ken Adams is looking to hopefully get us the expansion on the airport. Currently looking to get $9.8 million to add more hangars. We have 60 aircraft hangars right now, and there are 90 people currently waiting to get a hangar. This is very important for Olive Branch and would be huge for our economic growth. Yes, and there's a good chance that happens. As we'll talk later in the show, there is money going to be allocated specifically for airports in the state of Mississippi. So hopefully we're able to get enough to add all of those hangars. Absolutely. Now, as for Olive Branch itself, each individual mayor was able to kind of send in their own individual requests mm-hmm. and wants. And I know Ken has requested about $6 million to alleviate a bottleneck issue on Goodman Road and 302 near Walmart and Starbucks. Which, now, I mean, we've talked about this many of times, even during the mayoral debate. I mean, this is one of the hot topics that we had was that traffic going through at any time. It's there's, rough. There's, yeah, there's it's not a specific rough. time. I would say it's got to be number one, number two, one of the worst intersections of all of Olive Branch. Yeah, I, mean, I think the only other one is maybe Airways and Goodman or during I'm a concert. I'm talking about just Olive Branch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Airways and Goodman is no. catastrophic. Um, the, the, there, there is, wise, it's one and two, and maybe even three. Yeah. Like that bottleneck, <laughs> it's so bad. Like whenever you have any kind of event or something, then it goes to four and five. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, those lights are just absolutely atrocious. It's rough. It's rough. Um, the reality of it is, is I can't really name another intersection that's just absolutely horrible in Goodman because they're all the same in yeah. all the branch. I mean, if you really think about it, Craft and Goodman is super busy, but it's the it's the same as go down to three. I mean, like just keep going down and down and down. It's the it's the Goodman traffic of a certain time of day is the issue. Yes, and so in having more outlets off of that is what's going to help. And so when and Church Road becomes more popular and people come to it to travel, more. please don't. Like Church Road does not <laughs> exist. You know, it's uh it's very potholy and bumpy. <laughs> I, I don't recommend anyone take it. I understand. Uh, you're something. Man. So <laughs> hey, you know, all, we, we need our own little sweet spots. Okay, right, I, right, I need right, to be right. able to flow. <laughs> uh, Ken also wants to get five million to address traffic issues at the I-22 and the Highway 305 interchange, uh, as well as eight million to widen I-22 to Craft Road. Uh, these are all just key areas to relieve traffic, especially on and off major thoroughfares, and it completely makes sense. The main worry that's going to come from something like this is, like Ken Adams said, is we don't have enough money to pay for everything. And so we've got to kind of hope that we're able to get the one or two big ones and then try to figure out the rest later. Well, that's good. He's also proposed that even if the state will send XYZ for multiple projects where the city can help compensate to meet the other end of the the deal Mm -hmm. or pay a portion of it so that that more people can get relief and better things can happen in the traffic. I think that's a smart and genius move by him. Maybe you get more money towards more things and the city can pick up the slack. Olive Branch is a very fast-growing area, uh, you know, and putting that money and those dollars towards that, that benefits everyone in our community and so again that's another genius move by him and i hope it works especially with the growth that is expected there should be a lot more tax money coming in and other things that will help pay for this in the future so the important thing is to get it started 
Guys, we want to give a shout out to some of our healthcare professionals as they are not only giving outstanding healthcare, but they are also teamed up with the Angel Tree Project for the past couple of years. And this year was no different as they adopted 32 kids this year. They showed out to ensure that they are going to have a wonderful Christmas. I mean, we can't thank healthcare enough. Everything they've been through for the past year and a half, two years, and then to continue to have this outwardly cheery spirit along with giving not only their time, but some of their money and energy to a project like this. Bravo. Thank you so very much. No doubt. Guys, did you know that there are 63 airports in the state of Mississippi? I didn't know that. I bring you that because we talked about some of the funds from the state getting, and that is $19 million are going towards airports across the state. And Olive Branch Airport will receive 295000 which is the seventh biggest amount given to any state airport of that. I mean, I can't believe that there's 63 airports in the state of Mississippi, and that absolutely blew my mind. I wonder if a uh, you know a crop field long enough with puddle jumpers <laughs> does it count? You know what I mean? Well, I mean the old uh, where the silo is going to be right there in South Haven off Goodman. That always felt like an airport to yeah. me. Just seeing that dude take that little crop duster and seeing it take off, you always thought it was a little treat whenever you got to see him do that. But to, and to get the seventh most in Olive Branch for that airport. Like, whew, no wonder Ken Adams is out here trying to get a little bit more money for it. No doubt. With all the new residents in Olive Branch that were annexed recently, a lot of people have asked, what's it in for me? And Ken Adams has sent a letter to every single resident and lets them know exactly what's been going on and what's been working for them already. If you are curious to see what it says, you can check out a copy of it on DeSoto County News where there is a link in the description. Here are some cool, interesting facts that were in the letter we thought y'all should know. There were 54 total arrests by police department and 1,627 calls for service to the annexed area. That is so many calls for them to already be taking in. I mean, 1,600 over what? Not even six months right now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how to compare that. Is that a high number? Is that a low number? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would love to get some stats on that. Next time we get Ken on, I know we're gonna, we've asked Ken to possibly join us in the beginning of the year, talk about you know maybe New Year's resolutions and different things. I'd love to get him to give us some comparisons when it comes to those facts. And so... Uh, remind me to talk to him. About yeah, that. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Guys, also, there have been over 125 EMS ambulance calls and 199 fire calls to the area. The new pumper truck purchased by the city allowed for a tanker truck to be moved to Station 3, which is closer to the new areas of the city. And Adams added to the city has budgeted new public safety and public works positions, a staff engineer, a code enforcement officer, a budget line item for $36,000 for new street lights, a total budget of more than $2.7 million to cover the annexed area. That's a lot of growth and positive area for these for these people who are now paying taxes to the city. And you know, I can see where people were like, you know, hey, our tax dollars are getting taken. We're gonna not seeing anything for it. But that maybe helps him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're already clearly getting a lot. And now hopefully they're going to be able to get a lot more as the city continues to grow and they're going to see more benefits as time goes on. Now, Cash, some people still might not be happy or there might be a lot of people who still want to move into the area because Olive Branch is still one of the hottest areas there is. And guys, believe it or not, you can actually look for places to buy or rent one of one of our major advertisers, and that is Rodman Properties. Guys, if you go to iBuyDeSoto.com, you're going to see an amazing website that shows this company does is they buy homes for cash or of great prices, and they typically flip them, or what they do is they rental them and turn them into rental properties, but these are high-end rental properties that help the community, help property value, and they're managed by a local company, not somewhere out of state or a national corporation that's just in it for money and it's really going to bring down the area and they take care of their people 
I mean, they really, really, really do. And so, guys, if you are in the market to do something like that, so maybe you have a house or you have a relative of a house or something, you've got a house where you lost a relative or a divorce, whatever, and you want to kind of sell it because maybe it's just gotten old, it's in rough shape, it's got damage, who knows? Or uh, you just got a new job and you need to start the year and you need to get rid of it quickly. Well, these are going to be the kind of people that you want to make sure are doing it what's best for the community. Absolutely, guys. Give them a call. Their contact information is on their website. Really, go to the website, ibuydesoto.com. They have this whole little uh, application process and questionnaire that is super, super simple. And hey, it could be something where you just want to see what they have to offer. No, there's no obligation to it. And you'll be surprised how professional and how well they'll handle this. And I'm willing to bet they can work something out for you. Again, go to ibuydesoto.com. Vicki Blackwell has founded the Blackwell Animal Rescue Center in 2014, also known as BARC. I always love when an acronym can fit perfectly for what you're trying to do. Yeah, no doubt. And she does a lot of different things for it. But on December the 2nd and 3rd, she works at Cry Lake Real Estate Services, and a lot of them came together to raise over $7,000 for this benefit. It was a two-day auction with a split pot drawing, that was held at their Memphis Quail Hollow office where attendees were able to bid on items such as box seats for a Memphis Grizzlies game, tickets for a Tennessee Titans game, and a whole bunch of other things. The most important thing is that she was able to raise $7,000 for this rescue center that her and Senator Blackwell have been running since 2014. That's awesome. Awesome. Way to go, Blackwells. And please remember that pets are not just a Christmas gift. They are a life long commitment so if you are giving a pet as a christmas gift please do not let these go towards these kinds of organizations in the next month yes please please be cognizant of that lewisburg high school was the setting for cookies with santa they got some help from the garden club and the event featured sensory friendly activities for about 75 students with special needs guys this is a huge thing there are so many times we forget about there's kids out there who need that extra extra mm-hmm. touch a little extra uh, help with different things and to have a benefit or a function like this and to have such a great outpouring of community support right here in Lewisburg is huge I want to say a huge thanks to Chris Perkins and Lewisburg High School for hosting this event and I know it was a huge success I even know his wife made some cookies and everything <laughs> that we use for you know their lunch and everything and so I know it's just it's a great community thing there and it's another example where Lewisburg and the Olive Branch area are really giving back to the community anytime that you can find easy ways to include everybody is just something that warms my heart especially in a season like this which is truly what Christmas is all about. We also have an author who had a nice little book signing right here in Olive Branch and that is United States Army veteran Robert Ross Williams who had two book signings one at the Olive Branch Senior Center and the other at the BJ Chain Public Library for his three books Rainbow Farm, Rainbow Farm 2.0 and his newest work, Woodland Lawn Giants. So it's always nice when we have those kinds of things happening in this area. And is there a better place to have a book signing than a library? No, that's pretty much on point. (laughs) Pretty much on point. Guys, Mississippi Department of Education, MDE, through its teacher residency program, is awarding $9,886,000 in grants to five universities in the state to cover tuition and expenses for up to 240 individuals seeking a graduate degree in elementary and secondary education. The MDE is using American Rescue Plan Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Funds to cover these grants. 
Now, guys, this is directly in line with my job. Uh, what we're having here is there's a large teacher shortage, and that is what it is. And so if someone is wanting to go and get uh, their education furthered and get a master's in education to, to be able to teach more in the state of Mississippi, uh, this is a huge, huge thing that can help the state throughout. Plus, it gives you a higher level of education, making teachers better at their profession, especially if you're already in it. This is nothing but positive and will help our state dramatically in education. Maybe not immediately, but for the long haul, this is a great thing. I'm happy to see they're putting that kind of money forward to help us out. Especially since I know that Mississippi is one of the lowest in paying their teachers. So if you can do something on the front end to help make them more enticed to go into it and then hopefully see that pay increase throughout the years. It's anything, like you said, the long-term is the important Well, that's thing. true. Well, anybody who has a master's degree automatically gets a pay bump based on state pay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you get a free education and go get it, then you are getting a pay raise. And I mean, so, and significant. There you go. And then you can use that degree for other things if you decide to move into different directions, if you want to teach at junior college. There, there's ways to build on that to even go farther. Guys, that's an end for our news around here this week. We hope you enjoyed that. And this week, we have a special fact of the week, or really, I should say, Cash, facts of the week. Um, and we are going to do something a little differently. We have been getting facts from Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum all year. And we've talked to him, and we are going to do what's kind of a Christmas special this time. And so we have roughly 20 facts about Christmas. Ooh. That is, uh, some people may or may not know. I'll tell you this. When I read this, I didn't know three-fourths of them. And And, uh, that's a little bit shocking. You have a lot of that random knowledge. I I love doing a little bit of trivia with you and just having fun doing those kinds of things. No doubt. I mean, like some of the things I kind of knew about, but Mm -hmm. this is going to, it gave me some like clarification or information behind some of it. And so that's the part that I felt so intriguing. And so we hope you enjoy this, guys. There's about 20 of them. We're going to go through them pretty quick. Um, And I think you, I think you really are going to enjoy it. All right. Our first one. Christmas was not always on December 25th. While Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ, the actual date is lost to history. There is no mention of December 25th in the Bible, but some historians think the date was originally chosen because it coincided with a pagan festival and holy holiday as Saturnalia. I don't know how to pronounce Saturnilla is what I would go with. All right. Well, there you go with that, which honored the agricultural god Saturn and celebrating the gift-giving season. And so that's cool. Number two, evergreens are an ancient tradition. The tradition of a Christmas tree goes all the way back to the ancient Egyptians and Romans who decorated with evergreens during the winter solstice to signify that spring would return. So if you deck your halls with green trees, wreaths, or evergreen garland, you're honoring history. Ooh. Are, are you one of those people that does a lot of wreaths or anything? Um, we do a, a few trees. Yeah. Uh, but we do a live tree every year. We, yep. we still have the tradition of going in a live tree. We really, really enjoy that. Uh, I should say a live tree. It's a, it was alive until it's cut, <laughs> you know, um, but still green until yes. it's not. Um, so speaking of trees, on number three, you can thank Prince Albert for your Christmas tree, believe it or not. You can brew a cup of tea when trimming your tree this year to pay homage to the origins. When Prince Albert of Germany got a tree for his new wife, Queen Victoria of England, it really took off across the pond. And you don't know what that means. That means across the ocean to the United States area. A drawing of the couple in front of their Christmas tree first appeared in the Illustrated London News in 1848, in which was 
huge hit, and that illustration made its way all the way across the United States and became a trend. The illustration was a picture of an evergreen tree decorated with trinkets and ornaments signifying the family's love for Christmas. Wow. That is how we have kind of created the Christmas tree tradition up here in the United States. Nowhere would have ever guessed that. It's unreal. Did you know St. Nick was more generous than Jolly? Okay, you probably already knew the idea of Santa Claus came from St. Nicholas. The Mm -hmm. saint wasn't a bearded man who wore a red suit, as tradition must have, but in the 4th century, the Christian bishop gave away his large inheritance to the poor and rescued women from servitude. In the Dutch, his name was Sister Klaas and later morphed into Santa Claus in English, which I might be terribly chewing that up, but uh, that's what it looks like to me. Did you know the Dutch gave us the idea to leave cookies in milk? If your kids leave Santa a little snack to keep him slated on his journey, thank the Dutch. On St. Nicholas Feast Day of December 6th, Dutch children leave food and drink to be exchanged for gifts overnight. That was always one of my favorite things as a kid growing up was decorating the cookies for Santa and then leaving the plate, but then also leaving some carrots and some celery for the reindeer to make sure everyone oh, had yeah. a nice little tree. You know, they're flying. They're they're lifting a heavy man. They, they need a little bit of energy themselves. Oh, yeah. So my wife and daughter, they create, um, what's that stuff? It's You go out there and you sprinkle it out there on the road so the, the deer know where to land the sleigh. Oh, you know, and it has like feet in it. It's like glitter and some other stuff in it. And, you know, it has a name, but it's, it, it leaves me. If somebody out there knows what it is, email yeah. us at dlbpodcastgmail.com <laughs> and I will put it on social media that I'm a complete doofus and I forgot that. But if you heard our joke, you know that they land on the roof. It's on That's the house. True. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you know that Coca-Cola played a part in what Santa's image looks like? Why does this not surprise me in the slightest? Yeah. So before Coca-Cola decided to use the image for advertising, Santa's looks tended to be a little more spooky than jolly. So then in 1931, the beverage company hired an illustrator named Haddon Sublum, I think is how you pronounce it, to depict the jolly old elf for a magazine ad. Now the kids see a version of a sugar plums instead of having Santa-themed nightmares <laughs> as he created the jolly heavyset man with white beard and the red suit. Well, there we go. Coca-Cola doing its part like we all know that they would. And thankfully, we don't have those kind of Krampus-style uh, Santa Clauses anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's good. So hanging stockings started by accident for Christmas. Legend has it we hang stockings by our chimney with care thanks to a poor man who didn't have enough money for his three daughters' dowries. The generous old Saint Nick dropped by with a bag of gold down each one of theirs to put it into the girls' socks who were freshly washed out hanging to dry. This is where the gold ended up, and that's how their tradition began. Wow. And are you a stocking family? I thought everybody was, but apparently it is not necessarily a huge... Family tradition, like I thought a lot of people had. We are. We have a stocking that is, uh, you know, especially monogrammed for each body in the family, mm-hmm. and it hangs all there. And then, thank the Lord, my puppies have not tore them off the mantle <laughs> and chewed holes in them yet. You know, it's one of those things. No, good little deal. And then, are you more of a stocking or the present person? Because there's just something about just, it's like the never ending stocking. It's almost like Mary Poppins' bag. Uh, it's just like, what's in there? Um, I'm 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 all about the the big gifts. Okay, you know what I mean. Hey. Don't get me wrong. Stocking stuffers are are great and everything, uh, but I'm more about the big gift guy. Understanding, understanding. All right. Did you know Rudolph was a marketing ploy? I did not. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer first appeared in 1939 when the Montgomery Ward Department Store asked one of its copywriters to create a Christmas story for kids so the store could distribute as a promotion. 
The adorable movie features the island of misfit toys and Herbie the Elf hit the airways and our hearts in the movie classic 1964. Well, thank you so very much because that is my favorite Christmas movie and then quickly followed by Frosty the Snowman. But the fact that that was created on a whim by just like, hey, we need a story for uh, Christmas. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Bravo. Really, thank you. It's great. Black Friday is not the busiest shopping day. I can believe that. I, I can believe this one. Believe it or not, the day after Thanksgiving sees a lot of shoppers heading to the mall, but we must we are a nation of procrastinators. Yes, we are. Because the most hectic days of the year are actually the Friday and Saturday prior to Christmas, where the largest spending and shopping goes on all through the United States. I can wholeheartedly believe that because I remember many times as a kid growing up that I would be heading to Wolf Chase or whatever mall that was not the most crowded like three days before Christmas trying to find everything at the very end. (laughs) There you go. Guys, number 10, the eight tiny reindeer have had a lot of names, believe it or not. Rudolph was almost named Rolo or Renegade, which doesn't quite have the same ring to it. I don't know. I think that says Reginald. (laughs) Is it Reginald? Rudolph was almost named Rolo or Reginald, which doesn't quite have the same ring to it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could deal with some Rolos. Could you imagine like popping those? Like, they could have made those Rolo. red. <laughs> I, I think of Rolo. I think about some loan shark or somebody standing at the door, you know, at the at a club, like, "Hey, Rolo, yeah. handle this one. Rolo, I'm out of here," or something. You know, something stupid like that. Hey, I, I'm willing to take my now Rudolph in a tracksuit. Yeah. That nice little Russian Rolo. <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there? Give me my money. Uh, but did you also? Santa says pay up. <laughs> did you know his crew also had a lot of other names as well? They've also been called Flossy, Glossy, Racer, Pacer, Scratcher, Feckless, Ready, Steady, and Fireball. I am not going to go where we could with a lot of those names and just say, you know, I'm really glad that we ended up where we did. You know, it's yeah. one of those things in history that was just like, whew, that could have taken a bad turn. Guys, here's your moment. We're about to start some Jeopardy music. We're going to give you about five seconds to name all eight reindeer, and then we'll give you the answer. Did you get them all correct? Because we have Dancer. Prancer, Blitzen, and I think that's all I got. (laughs) That's so lame. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I ever memorized them all. I know Rudolph, but I mean, he makes number nine. So, Dancer, Prancer, Blitzen. No, that's truly it. What what do you got off the top of your head? Don't be Googling nothing over there. I don't see any names on this uh, list. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not afraid to admit yeah. it, but, but I will get you the answers. Here they are, guys. Here's all your reindeer's names. So that is Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, and Rudolph makes number nine. Comet is the one I'm most ashamed of not remembering because it's such the out there name. And we were just talking about the Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie. And I remember the kid riding Comet and seeing the collar. So that that's who I feel worse about. <laughs> it's all good. Guess <laughs> me. There's you know a thousand people who listened and said, um, I didn't get all eight of them either in the five seconds. Oh, no. They're all going to say they got it and we're a bunch of dozos. Oh, and okay. I, I can live with that. I, I'm with that. I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. I'm okay with it. Guys, Jingle Bells was originally Batman thanks- Smells. <laughs> no, a Thanksgiving song. 
Okay. I don't know how, but I'm interested to learn. Turns out, the first started dash. <laughs> Turns out, we first started dashing through the snow for an entirely different holiday. James Lord Pierpont wrote the song called One Horse Open Sleigh for his church's Thanksgiving concert in the mid-19th century. Then, in 1857, the song was re-released under a new title we all know and love today and is considered one of the most popular Christmas songs of all time. There we go. Guys, Silent Night is the most recorded Christmas song in history. We all know the same few handful of Christmas songs that play at stores on the radio in loop all season long, but one of them has been adapted more than others. Silent Night ears the title as the most recorded Christmas song in history. It has more than 733 different versions that have been copyrighted since 1978. That is so many different versions. <laughs> that is seven, a whole lot. Could you imagine listening to all 733 in a row? No. They're just no, torture. No, no, it, no. Instead of whatever that song was in The Walking Dead where they're torturing Daryl. Oh, just, God. Stop. Stop. Just change it over to all 733 Stop. versions of Just the idea that you mentioned Silent Walking Night. Dead on here. Stop. <laughs> all right, guys. So, uh, you know... You know, Cash, Silent Night is is kind of special to me because on Christmas Eve, my family and I, we go to our church and they do a Christmas Eve service that night. And it always closes out every year where they hand out a candle to everyone, mm-hmm. they turn all the lights off, and they, we do a, a candle lighting ceremony and we sing Silent Night to uh, as a group okay. as part of our you know celebration. And it is a truly, truly a special, tr- special moment. The church is capacity. They do three different services, and every single one of them is Pat. to the gills. I was about um, to, are, are any of them a midnight mass? Because no, I mean, that, that's what's really big in Catholic is no. everyone comes to one service right there, eleven to midnight, and to bring in Christmas, and it's. It's a different experience. It's a different everybody. experience. Uh, here locally, I think it's a situation where there's so many people who want to be home to do their normal Christmas Eve traditions. Mm-hmm. And so like the uh, the Christmas Eve service at church, I think they start at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon and okay. like 4, 5, 6. And that way people can get home and either have a meal uh, and do their normal Christmas Eve. Thing. Like we always look forward to going home, giving one gift to the kids. Yeah, and see, like and that. Like, that was our one thing. We'd go to midnight mass, come home, open up one present. It was usually the pajamas and everything that my mom, was always just excited to give everybody to <laughs> and that is something that is still passed down is the family pajamas or everyone gets the same and then you get to wake up and open everything else in that and it's there you go you cool know, tradition. nice little family memories that everyone's able cool to cool tradition yes guys and like if you're interested in joining us for our silent night service over there guys at the, that's the hernando united methodist and they, like i said they do several services and you can check their website if you would like to join in on something it does have a special message it reminds you what the season's about mm-hmm. and it, it's a it's great for anybody and all are welcome on the next one we have celebrating christmas actually used to be illegal really Believe it or not, from 1659 to 1681, anyone caught making merry in the colonies would face a fine for celebrating. By the Revolutionary War, the day had such little significance that Congress even held its first session on December 25th, 1789. Christmas wasn't even proclaimed a federal holiday for almost another century, proving the Grinch's attitude towards the holiday was alive and well, well before he was. (laughs) Hey, at least the Grinch got a little bit of recognition before it all started. But I will like to say the Grinch didn't hate Christmas. He hated people. There you go. So, you I go. mean, he, he has his moments. There you go. Next one, guys. Christmas decorating sends roughly 15,000 people to the ER each year. 
You got to be kidding. Oh, well, I mean, those ladders are dangerous, especially if there's a little <laughs> bit of ice underneath them. Well, if you've ever watched Clark Griswold directly at his house <laughs> in Christmas Vacation, which is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, uh, die hard. Uh, sorry. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> there was something stuck in my throat right there. Oh, gosh. The Consumer Product Safety Commission estimates that roughly 15,000 people visit the hospital emergency rooms each November and December for holiday-related decorating accidents. So please be careful when you're putting up those holly and the ivy in your Christmas lights. Absolutely. Guys, we ship a ton of packages at the holidays. Believe it or not, between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, the U.S. Postal Service delivers an estimated 1 billion packages will happen, in addition to almost 15 billion pieces of mail. That includes gifts for loved ones, cards, Christmas letters, missus for Santa, and those dreaded holiday credit card bills. That's why it's so important to thank your mail carriers. They work harder than Santa's elves is what it feels like. They can keep those uh, credit card bills if they want. <laughs> yeah, really. those, those, those can get not delivered. That's right. The majority of Americans celebrate Christmas. Christmas decorations feel like they appear in stores earlier every year, not to mention ads for gifts everywhere. That's because the majority of Americans really do jingle bell rock all the way through the season. Roughly 85% of the United States celebrates Christmas. That is absolutely massive, and I'm glad that there's at least one majority that can all agree that this is a fun thing to celebrate, and even more so than the gifts is being around family and just getting those memories. Oh, no doubt. Number 17, astronauts broadcasted jingle bells from space. Almost got them in trouble, too. Many of us have done pranks and almost went too far, but nine days before Christmas in 1965, two astronauts aboard the Gemini 6 told Mission Control they saw an unidentified flying object about <laughs> oh, to enter no. Earth's atmosphere, and it was traveling in the polar orbit of the north to south. Just as things were getting tense, they interrupted the broadcast with jingle bells as Wallace Guerrero played a small harmonica accompanied by Tom Scafford shaking a handful of sleigh bells. That is absolutely awesome and I can only imagine just what NASA was going through trying to find something flying from the North and South Pole. <laughs> I know, an unidentified I, flying object, baby. <laughs> it looks like a man on a... I, I can't figure it out and there's yeah. some things pulling it on the front. Yeah. It's amazing. Did you know Americans spend nearly $1,000 on gifts? According to the National Retail Federation's most recent data, consumers spend an average of $967 on the holidays. Although individual spending can really range, many shoppers really go all out. But just as many cherish homemade, thrifted, or otherwise gifts that are more meaningful than flashy. But I think it's absolutely incredible we spend that kind of money on Christmas when it comes to gift shopping. I don't doubt it one bit. Everyone loves to see that Christmas joy. And then just as you get older, you realize how much your parents listen to you throughout the year trying to get a gift, save up. And it blows my mind. I understand a lot more about debt now, but to see a kid's face and all of that cheerness, it's usually worth it every single time. I agree. I agree. Number 19. Did you know Santa has his own Canadian postal code? I'm a little ashamed that America hasn't given him one in Canada. <laughs> our brethren up north are celebrating Santa a little bit better. So every year, letters to Santa Claus flood post offices across the world, putting parents in tough spots as they figure out how to answer them or explain why their kids' letters got lost in the mail. Cementing their reputation as some of the nicest people ever, some big-hearted Canadian post office workers started writing back. As the program took off, they set up a special postal code for Santa as part of the Santa Letter Writing Program initiative. The code is H-O-H-O-H-O. Ho, ho, ho. 
<laughs> that is awesome. Canada, thank you for doing your part. And honestly, I, I expect nothing less of you. There you go. Guys, our last cool fact. Christmas wreaths are religious symbols to celebrate the holiday. The Christmas wreath first originated as a symbol of Christ. The holly represents the crown of thorns Jesus wore as his crucifixion, and the red berries stand for the blood he shed. So when you see a wreath this holiday, you remember the reason for the season. We hope everyone enjoys Christmas and celebrates the birth of Christ as the true meaning of the holiday. Really, really appreciate everybody listening to these true facts and hope you enjoyed them all. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody because, I mean, it is all about the holidays. Well, guys, that wraps up the first half of our show, and we're going to get right over into our sports section. We really hope you've been enjoying it. And, guys, we really want to say thank you uh, to our advertisers. They have been nothing but phenomenal to us this entire year. I know this is our last episode for this year going into January, and we want to say a very special thank you and Merry Christmas to all of them. Uh, We have been reached out to by several new advertiser potentials. Uh, We're very excited to be talking and negotiating with these guys, working on getting them to our show coming in January. And if you are interested, please make sure you reach out to us. That is at dobpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Facebook or Twitter. We are there all the time, as we hope all of you are following us on those social media sites. But until then, guys, we're going to move on to our sports. Are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They're open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. Welcome to OB Pod's post game show. All right, guys, we're in our sports section, and as always, we've got some great basketball scores here for the local area, as well as a few announcements for some basketball signees. Cash, let's go with the girls first this time. We did the boys last time, and we got these girls some love. Who do we got first? We have your school center hill as they took on North Panola. Unfortunately, they lost a tight game 55 to 51, but they were led by Dominique Collins with 14 and Jariah Rankins 14 points as well. Yeah, it was a tough game. It was a uh, nail biter head to head. They were just one or two points apart in almost the entire ball game. And at the very end, just ran out of time to kind of make a quick comeback. Um, you know, the girls program has been doing so well. I'm so proud of the girls and coach Owens. And, uh, I know it's a tough loss, but again, it's a, it's a non 
district opponent that's making them better, and I look forward to seeing how they're going to go into district play when we come back in January. Next, we're going to move to so Central as they had a whole slew of games. They played by Halia and won in commanding fashion, 65-23, to with Tanaja Bratcher leading the way with 18 points. Yeah, they also played South Manola, and they won 50-41, to where Miss Bratcher also had 9.6 rebounds and 8 steals. 8 steals is just absolutely incredible. Like, I don't even know how you allow her to keep being around the ball handler. Like, you just got to get away from her. Yeah, it's that. called pass the ball. Pass yeah, the ball. like, get, get rid of it. Uh, they also played Hernando here just recently and won 51-41, to and Janiah uh, Jones had 11. Uh, Jemiah Hassley had 9, and Hassley was named game MVP. And I do believe this was held at the Shane White Classic, and that's why we were able to have a nice little game MVP. No, that's cool. It was. That's correct. Next up, we have Lewisburg as they played Independence and won 54-48 with Allison Irby leading the way with 19 points. That's a big win. Guys, all the branches on deck, and then they have they won forty four to thirty eight over Gentry, and Rima Pegues had eighteen points, and Addison Howell had eleven, and have both scored over a thousand career points now for all branch. That's a huge marker and a huge congratulations. Yes, and to be teammates to do it at the same time, absolutely bravo! Congratulations to those two young ladies. Olive Branch also played Holmes County Central and won 64-38. And MVP Rima Pegues was 13 points and 7 assists, 6 rebounds, and 4 steals. The girls does it all. Yeah, she does ev- absolutely everything. And her running mate, Addison Howe, had 16 points and 8 boards to go along with her. And Olive Branch also played South Haven, although played is going to be a loose word as they won 59-19. Addison Howe had 18 and Rima Pegues had 16. Woo, that's uh, that's quite a margin. Yes. Quite a margin. Let's move over to our boys section. And Olive Branch played Gentry and won 74 to 67. And Terry Joyner had 19 points in this game. They also played New Hope and Olive Branch won 83 to 66. And finally, they played South Haven and won a tight one 62 to 58. And Landon Jeffries had 23 points in that contest. Which, as we've seen, that is a massive win as South Haven has been running through everybody on their schedule so far. With a nice little surprise. So congratulations to Olive Branch on that big win. Agreed. Guys, we'll move on to DeSoto Central. DeSoto Central defeated by Hayes 62-56. to Deontay Green had 20 points. Then they also played Hernando, and they won 56-55, to one-point victory, where Donovan Griffin had 17 and Dorian Whitley had 17 as well. And then Lewisburg beat Independence 68-38 with Hayden Drumright leading the way with 21 points. And, of course, we wanted to save Center Hill to give a special shout-out to two of your players. That's right, guys. Um, after this, uh, Right before this ball game, they played uh, North Manola. They won a really good game, 65-62, which Jamal Ross had 18 points and was named MVP. Uh, earlier that week, Jamal Ross signed his, sco- uh, his scholarship letter of intent to go play for Jones Community College, or Jones College now, as they've changed the name. They've removed community from that. Really? They sure have. So they establish it. They're still a community college, two, two-year school. They just don't want the community name title. That's um, just a little weird to me. And I mean, like, to, I mean, it's Juco. I understand that. I'm with you. What do you call it? You know, the head coach, one of a good friend of mine, that's Newton Mueller. And that is yeah. Jamal Ross's former high school coach that I worked with me at Center Hill. 
And so he signed to play there. Uh, Deshaun Dunn kind of surprised people as he was being heavily recruited to go to Jones with his cousin mm-hmm. uh, and decided against it and went and signed with Northwest Mississippi Community College to become a Ranger next season. Congratulations to both of these guys for continuing their education and athletic careers. Yes, and I expect big things from both of them on the junior college schedule as Mississippi has some of the best junior college athletics in the entire nation. Oh, so. I'm ex- and it's probably going to be a little bit fun to play against your cousin and see a lot of the same mm-hmm. things. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully we'll be able to keep y'all up to date on their careers as we assume that they are going to blossom. Oh, there's no doubt. And so, like, um, Jones College right now is undefeated. Coach uh, Mueller is under, uh, has just defeated one a Florida opponent that hasn't has snapped a 24-game home winning streak. Ooh. And so um, – Jamal has a, a team he's going to that's already pretty talented. Northwest really talented as well. So yeah. I mean, like you just said, there's so much good basketball in the state of Mississippi, especially on JUCO. So it'll be it'll be great for those guys. Well, and Jones is almost becoming Center Hill 13 because yeah, of really. so many players that are going. They have over three of them on there now. Oh, that's right. That <laughs> so right. it'll be a lot of fun to see this continue. Well, guys, that wraps up our local sports section here. But, of course, as always, Cash is going to give us his Monday night predictions. And, Cash, did you break the streak or did you fumble it again this past week? Uh, Man, I definitely fumbled. And it became like, – I was even more excited. The Rams didn't play their star quarterback, Jalen Ramsey, before the game. I'm feeling better. And the Rams just – they wanted it more. You know, it was one of those, as soon as I saw the first drive of the Arizona Cardinals, I was like, I gave out a bad bet. There's not going to be any way around this. Kyler Murray looked lost and just like he didn't want to be there, even though they came back and almost won the game at the very end. It was just, there was no reason the Cardinals lost, and it just became a bad bet just off of energy right out of the gates. And I apologize (laughs) to everybody. I mean, most of the times I tried to come in, defend, say I gave a good bet, and here's all the statistics-wise – there was there was nothing like <laughs> energy, and I wanted to just scream everybody, please get your money back. So, I'm but a, that's I'm, why everyone's fading me. Yeah, that's right. And, everybody uh, just needs to continue fading you. <laughs> like I, I've never felt so demoralized outside of a Toledo pick that I had yesterday, and they lost to Middle Tennessee State. Tell me this: as an offensive lineman, your running back has averaging like eight yards a carry, has sixteen carries for one hundred and fifty yards. Your quarterback is like. 9 of 26 for 140 yards with 90 yards coming on one play. Why, as a coach, are you still passing the ball 26 times and running it 16 times? I got nothing for you, man. I mean, in the Bahamas. I call call that frustration. Like, I was just watching that game because I was in a bowl pick So, I picked Toledo as my 42 creme de la creme. Fully expect this to win. And now I'm just watching the play calling. And it is just absolutely atrocious. Tough to watch. I mean – Ripping seven to nine yards of carry. Just think of beauty. Offensive lines driving everybody off. Get a 30-yard carry, three straight passes into the dirt. And I was just like, I don't. Wow. I'm done. I'm demoralized. I'm done. (laughs) But the cool, the weird thing about uh, trying to give you a pick today is I don't even know if these games are going to go on. The NFL has already pushed back three games this week. So there's two Monday games. The Browns are in disarray. They don't have a quarterback. All three have COVID, so we're going to see if that game even gets played. So I I don't know. The Memphis and Tennessee game just got canceled in basketball as we were potting. So I'm not going to give a pick just because I don't know who's going to be playing. I don't know if games are even going to be playing. 
So everyone, hey, save a little bit of extra hey, Christmas that's money. everybody's Christmas gift right there. You don't get to waste money on Cash's pick. <laughs> or you don't get to make money fading it, more, more than likely. But uh, COVID is ramping through sports astronomically right now at a rate that I, I don't even think we saw at the peak of it when they canceled the season. Yeah, so crazy. So everyone that has had vaccines is still getting it. We'll keep you up to date, and hopefully everyone's able to just be safe over this Christmas holiday season. Absolutely. 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 So, Cash, got any big special plans for the two weeks before the new year? Um, Outside of celebrating a very special young girl's birthday in Nashville on the 23rd, and then spending Christmas with my family on Christmas Eve, and then working all throughout the holidays as <laughs> the casinos, for some reason, don't believe in days off. No. Yeah, they're kind of a 24-7 industry. Yeah. And, uh, Shocker. It's going to be absolutely wild as I was just speaking with COVID and everything. I don't know how that uh, is going to be busy or what protocols are going to come with it, but I'm excited to see. Uh, the main one I have is Witcher Season 2, which maybe we'll have a full synopsis, thumbs up, thumbs down by the time we come back. But the big one is, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home. And no way should anyone be given spoilers before we have time to watch it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. What about yourself? Are you all doing anything special? Oh, man. So we're one of those lunatic families that does five Christmases in two days, Woo! which is bananas. I yes, bet I Layla and Titan absolutely love it. Oh, man. They're just, well, you know. They're the only grandchildren on one side of the family and, um, you know, and they're pampered on the other side. So, I mean, it's one of those things. And then we have a lot of cousins, aunts, uncles, et cetera, so on the rear local. Mm -hmm. So we do big, big family gatherings and we play Dirty Santa and all different things. And of course, we have a Christmas tradition that is pretty darn unique. Okay. Um, that cool. most people have never heard or have done before, but it is absolutely phenomenal and you can call it whatever you want to, but believe it or not, my family started a tradition well over 10 years ago where instead of putting ornaments on the Christmas tree, my parents put scratch-offs on the Christmas tree. <laughs> and when it's time for Christmas, everybody gets, you know, everybody pulls a scratch-off off the tree. And whatever scratches off and wins, you get it. And that's kind of like a, you know, a, a fun surprise gift. You can win something monetarily. You know, or they might be getting a new ticket, whatever like that. But you just to see the excitement of getting a scratch off in front of family and woo, look, I won five bucks <laughs> yep. or woo, I won twenty dollars. You know, uh, you know, it's just it's a, it's kind of cool, something unique, and uh, I see, take a lot of you know take a lot of pride in something we kind of created and have fun with doing every year. And I will say one of the reasons I am a stocking person is because there's always a scratch off in the stocking. So instead of it on the Christmas tree, it's right there hidden somewhere in that stocking. Yeah. So it's always a lot of fun to be able to do that. And there is something magical about a scratch off. You don't ever win or sometimes it's just another ticket. Oh, yeah. but. I mean, we've been doing it for 10 years and we, we had not won much of anything. <laughs> but usually enough, well, you can win enough money to pay for what it costs to buy the ticket yeah. or something like that. But still, it's fun as all get out. You it know it really mean? is. And, and there might be that year. You know what I mean? That one year where it hits the ticket for several hundred <laughs> dollars or thousands of dollars or even take a big one, you know, and the, You'll look back and go, it was always so worth it. Yeah. It was never about the money. It was about the experience. It was great. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's just something cool we do. We take a lot of time. You know, I'm a, I'm a project-oriented guy, so I've got 30 things on my mind cooking to get done over the next two weeks. And then uh, is your Christmas dinner a lot like your Thanksgiving dinner? or? Oh, no, we do it uh, completely backwards. Ooh. We're all about doing big breakfasts and um, breakfasts. Yes. You see how I can talk my Mississippi language? But yes, we do. Already uh, drooling, thinking about yeah. all the deliciousness <laughs> that you're going to be we able to eat. We do a really cool brunch one of the days, um, and then we also do we do a Christmas lunch, which is mm -hmm. a big deal. And then uh, the Christmas Eve uh, night, I go to my parents. We do the scratch offs. We do something different. Like one one year we did Mexican. One time we do uh, you know Italian or something like that. Because you know you 
you don't want to get burned out because we have Christmas lunch and then we have yeah. Christmas dinner the next day at my aunt. So, I mean, so you do something off the wall. So like this year, I think we're either doing Mexican or uh, something else unique. So, uh, you know, and which is always fun, yeah. you know, just, we have, it's a potluck deal and it's great. Um, but you know, one thing I do want to say before we, we, we sign off cash is, is that we really enjoyed the podcast and we hope you're listening to our brother podcast. Um, guys, there's under the water tower, which is in Hernando and it's ran by our friends, Derek and Matt. And I've got to say this show would not be here if it wasn't for them. Yes. Okay. So we need to put credit where credit is due. Uh, Derek and Matt came to me, um, you know, a year ago saying they want to do a local podcast to support their community. And, uh, you know, I helped them get it started. You know, we went through all the processes and got them set up with everything. And their show is taken off and doing fantastic. And they're bringing so much to that Hernando community. And they were the motivating factor of why we decided to do it here for Olive Branch in the eastern side of DeSoto County. And so I want to say a special thanks to those guys. Uh, they have done a lot for us. Uh, in our podcast and they help us out even every day now and it means a whole world and so i hope they have a very merry christmas and a happy new year guys you deserve it keep rocking on down there hernando and we look forward to seeing what kind of content you deliver moving forward even for the new year guys uh it has been a great year uh, i want to say personally that cash and i have been uh so blessed that we've had so many people reach out, listen to our show, and that it's had the success it has. We've had amazing advertisers, amazing sponsors, uh, amazing fellowship with our community. It's been absolutely amazing. And, you know, it's one of those things you can look back on in life. You know, if this doesn't make it really long term or something changes, is that it's been a part of my life that is truly memorable in a positive way. I really, really appreciate everybody who's contributed to the show, who's been a part of the show. <clears throat> who's added things to it, who's left positive comments, who's left good reviews, all those things. It really means a lot to us. It really means a lot to me, especially. And I just want to say thank you. And we really, really hope you have an amazing holiday season. You have a Merry Christmas and an absolute fantastic New Year. Uh, and that's just what I got to say for it, Cash. Yeah, I mean, this podcast has been the gift that keeps on giving. And everyone that has taken the time to even just listen to part of an episode has given me more than I could have ever imagined when we had this little brainstorming of an idea to continue scratching an itch that we didn't even know that we had. So I want to wish everybody happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and thank everybody for being a part of this community that we felt existed, but we weren't 100% sure was there. And now we know full and well that it is, and everybody has contributed to it in some small way. Absolutely. So guys, I hate to say we were about to sign off. I know two weeks might seem like a long time, or some of you might be like, about time, you know, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. But yes, it is the last episode of 2021. We definitely look forward to having you back on 2022. We are going to kind of tweak the program a little bit. We're going to look for some different ways of doing the show in unique ways to help it continue to boost and uh, get better and better. We always want to try to improve our content and for your listening experience. But until then, guys, this is us signing off for 2021. I'm Zach. And I'm Kat. We'll see y'all then. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by choir. Folks dressed up like Eskimos 
everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase It's from one to Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Christmas.